Let me tell you about growing up in a Catholic family of seven kids and being the youngest. I can tell you, most of us, if not all of us, were completely turned off any sort of religion through the experience. St. Paul's, uh, our first school, was not too bad. But then we went to secondary school, where the choices initially were Bishop Vaughan or St. Boniface's College. Both Catholic. And then eventually they all turned into the one same school, which was on the site of Bishop Vaughan, but was named. St. Boniface's College. Did I have a good education? I don't remember it being that bad. Did I come away with some good qualifications? After taking, uh, retaking my levels, I did come away with an A and two Bs in the end. But it was a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. I suppose anything in life worthwhile is a lot of hard work. I think I remember the most actually. Seems to be around the chemistry exam. Remember this booklet on heavy metals that we're supposed to look at? So, that was kind of fine, I suppose. But, um, I can't remember us ever uh, having studied heavy metals much. So I just expected to look at the book, I think. The rest of it, I found chemistry to be reasonably straightforward, and always. A lot of it seemed to be about understanding electrochemical series, how things are like to react with each other, because they're more reactive than other things. That sort of thing. Maths I found easy and then hard and then reasonably easy again, but still up in my head. Biology was really just about memorising a lot of stuff. And physics, well interestingly physics, I didn't study it A-level. I did a year of it and then um, decided not to pursue it any further because of overload and other things. And now I'm going to be teaching physics. Um, but, you know, I'm still 10 years of engineering at university, but I'm since. I suppose I've had 10 years in physics. But, um, I don't know why I'm putting on this sort of accent. It's a bit 
bit Yorkshire-y and mild and don't know where it's coming from but it's there it seems as natural to me as breathing air that's what happens with me with accents they just sort of come and they go you know when I was doing a lot of acting I quite often called upon accents to uh, a lot but um, it wasn't um, always you know I couldn't always call, call upon the accent but generally speaking I was pretty good at them I played I've done various accents while acting over the years. American, upper class English, Yorkshire. Uh, yeah. Working class English. I mean, I have to have a certain limit to my range because nobody would believe me if I was speaking in a, in a Spanish accent, really. Although I could be Spanish. So I don't know why I put on the accents. I think it just comes from... I used to play around with the voices when I was young. Me and my brothers we used to put on all sorts of silly, silly voices. I think it's because we were sort of brought up on the Goon Show, and um, you know we were brought up also on Blackadder and with a Monty Python. And so we didn't really um, we, there were no holes barred, barred really. We didn't have a lot of money, so really, I think most of us used to spend a lot of time in the house, and then um, most of us wanted to leave fairly soon after after the house. Most of us, what a dick! Most of us. Um, sorry, I'm driving, so someone's just cut in front of me. Something about Bogota traffic that you just get annoyed about. So yeah, I don't know. I've always put on voices all, all of my life, and uh, it's always been taking fun, taking on the physicality of the voice as well, you know. And that's what I've tended to do in my acting. I've really sort of, I don't know, I just sort of click into. Uh, whatever the character is and then um, it's all good fun um, so that's really uh, why I started acting I, 
really enjoyed acting. I did it for... Well, I did it first in really when I was five, you know. But that's just the normal stuff you do when you're five. And then was in the school play when I was 17. And then I did I did a little bit after that, but then left it alone for nearly 10 years, a little bit less than 10 years. And um, what I did, I, I really missed it, you know, I really missed that mucking around with characters. And during that time I was mainly studying engineering, so I mean, um, that was uh, that was interesting. So you're gonna cross the road. Um, it was not interesting really, it was, well, I was pretty bored with engineering. It was very complicated and I didn't really, I think I could have approached it and, and been good at engineering, but the problem was I just had my mindset elsewhere and really, if I had my time again, I, I just wouldn't have gone to university at all, I might have gone to London. I think London would have been a better option, but you know, that's really with the ability of hindsight. Uh, probably done. Well, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready really for life. There were a lot of things that happened um, that made life difficult for me uh, when I was a late teen and in my early twenties. And those things specifically were uh, my parents. Really, they were just getting on a bit, you know. And um, dad had health problems. Uh, I loved them to bits, but I just needed to get away from them, and I knew that. And I knew it would hurt them, and it hurt me a little bit as well. And I just felt like I was under this huge crushing pressure. My dad, God bless him, he used to do this thing of comparing us all, which is never a good thing. And he used to compare me. He said, why are you doing that? Because, you, you know, he used to say these things like, you're doing this because of your older brother or sister, or this sort of thing. It used to annoy me a bit, you know, though I was not uh, an independent person. So I got I got away from it all because I just wanted to I wanted to be on my own. I just wanted to break out on my own, you know. Because I think I don't know if this is a common experience for people who are at the lower end of big families, or maybe it's just a common experience for people who are in big families, or maybe just a common experience for people. You just get to a certain age and you just want to get away and you just want to be independent. Problem was though, didn't have any money. Parents didn't have any money, really, as far as I know. They were retired, you see. Um, so basically, um, what that meant was... Um, pretty much for a moment now I thought I'd pass my, my house but now pretty much had to um, fend for myself I had to transport myself up to the university I decided to go to the north of England far away from Plymouth where I was born a completely different world I, I, for a while I had a sort of a Sheffield twang in my accent there for five years, I, I, you know, a tenth of my life, really. Did I like Sheffield? I, I loved it, really, when I was there. 
but then I came away, uh, went down to London for a year. Didn't really get on with London too much. And in the end, um, ended up in, in Bath, which seemed to me to be a bit of a coming home. Bath being in the southwest, beautiful city. Um, and uh, there I did a, tried to do a PhD and I ended up living there from 1996 through to 2010, so 14 years. I guess that's about 30% of my life. Um, and that was the thing, really. That was the thing. I really just enjoyed... I really just enjoyed Bath a lot. Um, so we're talking now, we're talking only 10 years either side of the millennium. So basically 1990 through to 2010, those combined years were my university years and they were my sort of career years, um, working towards, I don't know, I don't know where I was, work, work, where I was really going, that's the truth. Um, I'm always kind of amazed at my daughter, she seems to be very settled on where she wants to be. For me it seems like an incredible advantage really. If you know it, at, um, at a certain age what you want to be, huge advantage. But the problem with me was, for one reason or another, I kind of, I kind of lost my way completely, really. I don't know really what was the thing that had made me lose my way. I, I always tend to refer back to the moment when I was about 17 and I was beaten up in a nightclub and that really made my life quite difficult. It gave me a kind of a post-traumatic stress syndrome for years. And I never knew how to deal with that. I sort of... Yeah, I didn't know how to deal with that even 10 years later. So that was hard on me. And during that time I lost my father as well. Just that whole period, I think, my 20s was, I don't think it was a good period. I think there was a lot of stuff going on and I didn't know how to deal with it. And if I'd really had time, it, it all kind of was seeded in my teenagers, when I, teenage years, when I had no, I suddenly sort of lost control, really, of anything. So, I do wonder if I had just not bothered to leave Plymouth, what would that have looked like? 
real problem was that I'd had a certain, all the way in my late teens, I had this idea that I was going to go get really excellent grades at university, at school, and go to university, and then kill university. And by the time of my mid 20s, none of that had really happened. Uh, I had a 2-2, very ordinary degree, felt a bit ashamed of it, and um, was re-evaluating my life, and really didn't, again, didn't really know where I was going. I think that's one of the issues that I think most people come up with in their lives. They sort of get to a point where, I don't know, they just get confused, I think. And life confuses, if you don't have a focus and you're not really driven to that focus, I think you just get bombarded with life in a terrible way. Anyway, we're back in the house now. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording there.